Hello Detroit. I'm Devon. I'm Charles. I'm Delmar. And we're here on Hello Detroit. We got a few different topics for today. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to go ahead and start out with the blocking of the Canadian Bridge. Yep, yep, yep. So, for, uh, it's been actually more than uh, a couple of weeks, there's been protests on the Canadian side of uh, the bridge and our uh, Ambassador Bridge. What are they protesting for, though? Exactly. When it first started, they said that they were protesting uh, having to get vaccinated. These are the truckers. For a long time uh, since this coronavirus stuff happened, you couldn't just cross the border from America to Canada. But now it's more relaxed. But for the truckers, you have to be vaccinated uh, to go across the border. Do you have to be vaccinated or do they want the truckers to be vaccinated? Uh, It's very strange. Uh, That's a good question. Uh, It's required. You know what I mean? To yeah, so it's required, but a lot of people is not vaccinated and they still drive. No well, trucks, it's so. only uh, about ten percent of the trucker population, but uh, there's a lot of sentiment with people not wanting to get vaccinated. So uh, on the Canadian side, they've been uh, uh, blocking uh, occupying that side of uh, the, the Ambassador Bridge slowing down the uh the crossings that's been happening and uh it's really starting to show its effects uh about a hundred million uh dollars of goods come through that border every day and uh just only recently just recently have the canadian uh politicians and government said that they uh unblocked the bridge but the just like uh, the meat production thing, when people were getting slit sick at those slaughterhouses because they were so close together, l- only later did it show that the meat prices go up. Uh, it's a delay, and it's a delay in this case too. Uh, I got people, family who work uh, at the car manufacturers, the factories, uh, and since uh, people in America and people in Canada have almost the same wage, they make car parts over there like we make car parts over here. And they it goes through that bridge. So like, There's only a few bridges to Canada. We're a major one. Uh, they make uh, car bumpers over on that side. And since we have assembly line uh, manufacturer, Te- uh, the technique that's what everyone uses all the parts have to be there in order to assemble and make a car if one part's missing they can't make cars now, I mean or, that's that's an interesting point you know um, that you got on that um, something I wonder about that is how is it going to be resolved and if it will be resolved because uh, ultimately if it's not resolved it's just going to cost a lot of people and that can't continue to happen. They yeah. work. Yeah. Depending yeah. if they do want to get vaccinated or not, it's always yeah. a choice. Yeah, protests are ongoing. It just started. Uh, so Canada uh, kind of did like a state of emergency type thing. 
and it's like it's almost like ours but theirs is a little bit more powerful and this is like kind of broad it's technically a war kind of state of emergency but you don't need to use that type of like stuff so there's sections and there's one for stuff like the situation they're in now so they are uh there was uh they wanted to tow the trucks that were blocking the bridge they asked a tow company that uh worked for the city to tow the trucks out yeah they gave an excuse why they couldn't tow the trucks so the trucks didn't get towed so with the state of emergency they can require uh they can ask a company to give them service to render their services to them yeah and it's very vague uh, you don't know what the punishment is for not you know giving out that uh service to the government but you know but do you think that's probably got something to do with toronto just lift they they're lifting their um mask requirement and their you know their COVID situation because yeah. i know that that's just a recent thing too because toronto just became you know a place that you could actually walk around without a mask because they said it's you know it's good it's definitely uh related the timing mm-hmm. is uh it's definitely really close together i don't know what that means with the protesters what made them want to protest now over protesting a month or two ago because you know what they say because even right now because you know um during this type of season like even within detroit you know like if you lived in michigan and and if you lived in canada february and march literally be the coldest months of the year for us and it's neither no more like january january it'd be semi-cold but february and march the coldest months of the year Yep, so, we're in the middle of winter right now. Yeah, and COVID spreads faster during the cold months than it is than it does in the you know warmer months. That's why everybody be out more during the summertime. So I feel like, I mean, I kind of think that's where they was trying to get at. Like, okay, if we're lifting this COVID you know crisis thing, everybody could walk around without mask and doesn't have to require it no more. That they kind of scared that the COVID you know will get back into high numbers again so i i I can understand the reason why they want to go about you know blockade and and everything but it could have been resolved a different way everybody wants to go to you know the extremes yeah to go about getting their point across but it's other ways they they could have went about doing that definitely it could have been documents i mean not saying that they probably didn't do that but you know who knows what the situation may be, you know? I, I you know, but it's definitely ways that they could win about doing that different. Oh yeah, because it's uh they uh said they're doing it for, you know, a workers type thing, but it's affecting people, the working class of many industries and the longer it goes on, the longer uh economic yeah. consequences will happen. But this is an ongoing situation, and it's like if you think about it, though, I got a, I got a, you know a solid point here. If you think about this, in Japan, when they had their little um, the the bus crisis, you know they the bus drivers wasn't getting paid enough. Instead of the bus drivers 
quitting a job, protesting, not going to work or any of that, you know, or just, you know, flat out leaving the job. They instead continue to work to keep Japan on time. So they continue to work and make sure that, you know, their city in their country to continue, you know, that they revenue. But only thing they did was, right, didn't want to slow down production. Instead, that they, you know, um, took away, you know, about taking, you know, the money from the people. So instead, they was like, you know what, we're not going to take no money. Instead, we're going to keep Japan on time. But we're going to make sure that we don't take no money. So, which it costs the, you know, companies money that instead of inflicting and messing up everybody else's money, is only going to inflict, you know, the bus company's money, which turned around and it helped them in a the better hand. Yep, because they had the support of all the working class of, the, uh, of Japan. I've never heard about that story uh, before, but I'm glad you told me. Yeah, that's admirable. Because one of the things about protest you want people's support it's like you can do pro this protest has happened that had little like people didn't have a good uh outlook on it but if you have high support your it fuels your uh your protest that you're having yeah so that's a good example there's many ways to protest this is one of them there's more extreme ways. There's more it's, extreme ways. Yeah, it's one of them. But, but this is the is the one way that it doesn't really kind of help everybody in the situation. Oh yeah. Like yeah, you know, y'all want y'all point, you know, to you be point, yeah. to be you know heard. Y'all want y'all voices to be heard. But at the same time, it's you know, it's not just hurting you know y'all and y'all money situation. It's not, it, and it wasn't going to. Only thing is hurting everybody else's money situation. It's yep. everybody. It's making everybody else because have the people, tru- the truckers who are po- protesting, they're ready to protest. They know how much money they have. Matter of fact, the protests, they uh, they got someone fundraised for their protest. They raised about ten million dollars. A little problem with this, like the Canadian police were trying to remove the people from the bridge. They're trying to figure out who's funding them and you know who's yeah. cooperating with these people because they the the government is under pressure to keep the bridge open you know from businesses they're go- some you know and the uh it's because it's hurting everybody it's hurting everybody and it's not it's not it's not the best thing right now it's yeah. not the best thing right now and one thing about it is it's extremely hard to get a good perspective of how you're supposed to stop these things because at the end of the day no one really knows uh, as far as how hard or how exactly a virus will spread right and then it's, it's great it's great to you know pay close attention to that and try to keep it to a minimum but at the end of the day it's going to be extremely hard because yeah. you never know until you know that's the thing about it but so, I mean, it's yeah. good. That's why I say it's good that they want to, you know, pay close out to it, keep testing people. Uh, what, what I think is right now for uh, <coughs> to come through, you got to have a test with, with a PCI. Is that what was it called? A rapid test um, yeah. for at least 72 hours beforehand yeah. before you try to go uh, enter the country. So uh, that's good for one thing. But, I mean, even that's not definitive. 
Because that's then, a rapid yeah, test, and then at the same time, it's going to be hours later. Yeah, sometimes you can still have COVID, even then the rapid test or even the other COVID test doesn't always catch the COVID, and it, it, it doesn't, you know, pop up on, you know, the testing. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I understand. So that's why I say it's extremely hard yeah. to, you know, try to mandate because, I mean, while you're making more contracts and more amendments and bills to different stuff, you're making a lot of people mad, and then this type of thing um it's it's always a new virus strand yeah. uh, it's not always a new virus strand but we don't know about everything out here that there is to know about and there's always a possibility yeah. Yeah, that there's, there's something different yeah the virus is still on the move it the vi- i just thought about this the virus could impact the protests they're doing now so Definitely. it's like you have to you have to be kind of mindful of things and this goes into being prepared. The virus caught people off guard financially. This, if people weren't paying attention, can cost, uh, could catch them off guard. I heard before the pandemic, plenty of studies saying that people live paycheck to paycheck and they can't pay for a $400 emergency. So losing three days of work could be very troublesome. Very some. troublesome. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, yeah. Um, so we're gonna get on to the next topic. Um, I had just recently watched this movie called Just Mercy. Uh, Jamie Fox stars in it, and um, uh, Michael B. Jordan. And um, it was a good movie, but it talked about you know a lot of situations that's going on today. I haven't caught that one yet. Yeah. Um. Let me just give you a breakdown of the movie. The movie is about um, how cops uh, down south were, you know, dirty cops. They was pending, you know, murders and, you know, um, other situations on the black community and making it seem like we were, you know, real toxic and or that we was people that's out to just get people. But they was mainly locking up a lot of black men. And it was so high that Michael B. Jordan took on a bunch of the cases down south. And he was just an up-and-coming lawyer. And when he went down there, he started taking on these cases. And it was like, oh, just because, you know, you you, you an Ivy League, you know, Ivy League uh, black kid doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to make anything change. And he made a change, you know, and he did. But, um... Uh, they pinned a, a murder case on this uh, lumberjack, plays as Jamie Foxx, and he was, you know, not in that same vicinity. The way they pulled up on him and the way they had came out with, like, drawing the guns on him and everything, and they told him, yeah, make a move, boy. We want you to because we're going to put a whole bunch of lead in you. Right then, it took me back to, you know, when um, recently, you know, uh, I had a situation with the cops and, you know, I'm a CPL holder. And uh, he asked me, he was like, he's like, uh, any guns in the car and anything like that? And I told him, yeah, it's a gun in the car, I'm a CPL holder. I mean, which they could see that when they run your, you know, run your plates and everything. But he asked like he didn't know. So... Um, 
Yeah, uh, I told him like, yeah, you know, it's on my hip and everything, cause I ain't take it off my hip. It was still on my hip. And I was like, it's on my hip and everything. He asked me to, you know, take it off my hip and you know, you know, put it somewhere visible. I told him I'm not, I'm not doing that, you know, cause I'm not about to get shot, you know. And that's the one thing that all black men fear, you know, getting pulled over by the cops, getting shot by the cops. And you don't even have to do nothing. And there's been so many video recorded and so many tapes and so many, you know, such things that's like that's that's been going on. It's just, it, you know, it baffles you. Even though they got, you know, these cameras on the front of their chest and everything to catch everything, they still doing it and still getting away with it, no matter what. Yeah, and reaction time from grabbing the gun to shooting the gun is, is a blink of the eye, really. It's really fast. So for them to tell you to grab your gun, you wouldn't want nobody nervous or paranoid telling you to reach for a pistol. I completely agree with your decision not to do, you know, what you're talking yeah. about. But that's for that simple reason alone. That point of view. And it's just, you know, but the movie, it, it talks about, you know, so many, you know, things that don't happen, you know, how, you know, guys coming back from the army or coming back from the war and having PTSD. It, it was one case on there. He had PTSD and he, you know, killed the girl, which, yeah, he should have. I mean, they should have documented that and they should have put that in the case. But he went to the electric chair and, and it was like it was wrong. It shouldn't have happened, you know, and it was just so many cases that that was so, you know, wrong and so messed up that it was just, you know, it wasn't true. You know how, like they say, you know, a lot of guys that's in prison are in prison for things that they actually didn't do. Oh, wrongfully in prison. Wrongly in prison. Um, and just it, before you uh, go, ahead, go ahead, sorry for uh, cutting you off. What was the name of that movie again? Just Mercy. Just Mercy. Yeah, Just Mercy. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's just a lot of stuff that's going on. And now it's... um. It's a certain situation that's going on in Detroit with the mayor is trying to crack down and the chief of police is trying to crack down on, you know, these dirty cops that's around here that's trying to get, you know, um, that's been doing illegal drug deals, that's been, you know, you know, have money scams and all this, like, you know, locking people up, pinning, you know, murders and, and, and you know, uh, uh, case files on guys you know, just, you know, purposely, you know, messing with people. And it's mainly the black community. It, yeah. you, you see the numbers from before the COVID and then to now, the numbers are starting to go back up. And it's ridiculous. And it, and so basically the mayor seen that it was a problem and, and, and the uh, chief of police seen that it was a problem. So now they are trying to figure out, you know, who's the dirty cops and who's not. And which you got so many people that's coming into the police academy and they so short on, you know, man or or men manpower. and women, manpower, yep. that it's kind of hard to just, you know, turn away, you know, that manpower that they need. So, but even then, that manpower is not always good manpower, you know? Yeah, yeah. got to so. pay attention. You, they got they got to try to like you know crack down on this stuff and pay attention to you know the stuff that's coming through because mm-hmm. some of these cops they coming through with you know uh cases against them and stuff like that or you know abuse cases or like you know uh prejudice cases and they still out there on the force 
and yeah. it just don't make sense. Like if you done got multiple different you know reports against you saying that you done abused your uh, your power or you done uh, 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 rape. A racially profiled somebody mm-hmm. and you got multiple of those cases or well, a lot of the times that go swept under the rug and unnoticed too yeah and that's what i'm saying people got close friends and high power and it goes turn the blind out too yeah and, and that's what they trying to get they 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 trying to get them out of the you know out of the force gotcha. but it's so hard because when you got this guy who's been in the force for 20 30 some years he already got him. He already established. He is a detective, or he's a, a, a official. It's it's so hard to get rid of those guys because yeah. of the fact that you know they've been here for so long. I understand that. As a long time Detroiter myself, uh, pretty much living in Detroit for most majority of my whole life, basically I'm only twenty six years old. But since I was young, I've I've dealt with very volatile and harassing police officers. I never really understood till I had to talk with my grandfather. I think my grandfather the one who helped me understand it for the most part because when he was young, they treated him so bad. You know, when my grandfather was young, he was in the military. Uh, The police looked at him since he was a black man, like a military dog, basically. So when he walked around, they were like, oh, you think you're something because you're in the military? You know, and try mm-hmm. to treat them bad about that. Try to send them around the back and stuff like that. Say, no, you can't come in here. You can't drink here. All types of stuff, you know. So when you're still trying to get some of those types of people away from the program and they don't want to get out the program, you know. It's kind of hard. It's definitely yeah, it's hard. it's really hard. So, yeah. And a lot of the times, whether, uh, you know, it's, it's racially ill people or not, um, service is a is a strong family model so people who have service parents usually become people to serve as well and those people usually come to have children who serve and so on and so forth so usually that type of thing stays in the family and if racism is in the family and highly taught and highly spread then it's going to be on the police force too (coughs) excuse me yeah so then and them situations that's going down is not you know it's just it's just really everything is starting to trying to come out to the light and that's what you know the chief police and the mayor is trying to bring to the light they not trying to let this stuff continue happening and it's not just i'm, I'm gonna say it's not just the you know the white cops or the you know different race cops it's our own black cops too yeah, you know, I mean, it's not left to anybody specific. Anybody can be any type of way any day. Yeah. So, I mean, stars and banners and, you know, stripes, it only take an action for a person to be looked at, like, in that specific way. Yeah. And, and it's just, you know, like how they say, it's the boys in blue, and they stick together harder harder than anything. And they're gonna. Doesn't matter they if they right. Doesn't matter if they black or if they white, Hispanic, Mexican, Latino, or whatever race they are. They're gonna stick together, and they're gonna go against whatever that we are trying to fight against. So, yeah, and it's it's it's, it's bad situation. But the movie is literally a good movie, and I, uh, 
you know, I think that, you know, everybody should, like, you know, I'm try to watch it. it. Yeah, it's a good Definitely movie. Definitely gonna uh, try to watch it if I don't got too much to do later on tonight. Michael got B. Joy. stops to make. Yeah, Michael B. Joy, he played his part in there. He he did he did a good job, you know. I loved him in Creed. I loved him in, you know, the other movies that he done played in. But this movie, yeah, but, uh, take the cake. As far as uh, the police brutality, for the most part, it's the way I look at it, to say it, uh, goes. It's great that it's being looked into for the city of Detroit. Um, I've had many and plenty of situations where police antagonized me and wrongfully detained me. Um, even on my block, I told the police one time I was that my house was right there, and they tried to tell me it was in all types of situations. Um, and and when I think about it now, uh, just that situation in general, I wish I would have. Uh, Got a few. Always make sure if you're being wrongly f- treated by police, you get their badge number and their name. Yeah, see. So that way you can yeah. prevent things like that from happening to other people. Because I've had situations. Yeah. You, you got to stay focused. Definitely. You got to stay focused. You got to pay attention to what they say, how they say it. And yeah. if you don't stay focused, you know, and or if you try to procrastinate the situation, like, because if you don't go about doing what you're supposed to do, make a police report and anything like that, that person stays out there. Yes, you had a, a altic- I mean, a situation with that that cop or whatever, but just think about how many more people that that cop run into throughout that day yeah. or throughout his and days. And it is really sad me that I never, you know, got any of that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, me and a buddy of mine were out there. Uh, he can actually tell you how they did him a lot wronger than they did me, but uh. It's funny you say focus, focus, you know, that's our last topic. Yeah. Uh, I wish I would have stayed focused that day. Yeah. Uh, how I was wrongfully treated, by the way, uh, it was a 90 degree day. I shouldn't have been handcuffed, but apparently he wanted to handcuff me to keep me close or something like that. Let's just say that. Put me in the back, said he was gonna run my information. Uh, it was two police officers in the car. One was talking to my buddy he stayed not too far from me. He didn't have his ID, but he told him his name, address, even his uh, social security number, which was crazy to me, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't, do that. I wouldn't tell anybody my social security number. That's, that's, a, that's another point. Um, he actually tried to, the other police officer, maybe they was trained to do this together, um, or that's just something they do. But the other officer told my buddy that he didn't live where he lived too, as well. And my address was on my uh, driver's license, right outside of my house. Tried to still tell me that I wasn't a resident. So yeah, I wish I still do it. I, I know shoulda, coulda, woulda, but <laughs> yeah. if I can ever recognize a face, I'm, I'll point that guy out yeah. just for the greater good. It's a um, it's a it's a booklet that you when you go down there to the police station if you still. When I mean, but you have to make a report within, you know. Uh, when you go through stuff like that, it's kind of hard to remain focused. Yeah. With focus being the topic, it yeah. was a, it was a lot to go through. Yeah. Um, not only okay, yeah, he cuffed me up. That's not really a lot. He closed the door and turned the heat on on me, and it was ninety outside. That's the part where I feel like he, they should get him off the streets because I feel like I could barely breathe when your hands behind your back like that. And it's already 90 degrees, you out here panting like a dog. Yeah, you restricted I couldn't, air. I couldn't breathe. Yeah, you restricted your air as it is. And he closed the door too and rolled yeah. the windows up. That was a purposeful type thing. That was yeah. like, 
just to make you sweat. Yeah, sweat it out. Yeah, and then you be like tell him anything that he wants you to tell him, whatever. He he'll hack you. It was nothing to tell him. <laughs> that's what he. That's what they do. This 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 the thing that they do. They do that all the time. I didn't had that happen, or I didn't you know seen it happen to a couple of people that I knew from the block, and it's just it's messed up. It's messed up. But yeah, but uh, straying off of that topic a little bit, it's it's good that we actually do pay mind to police problems there are lots of pro- police problems uh but uh as well as touching back on focus i think it's a lot of things that distract mostly our youth and a lot of things to distract older people as well uh, a lot of things you don't have to allow but it's easy to allow like uh as far as media it's a lot of media um social media is a whole different separate part of the media thing and that's a big distraction for the most part. Um, you only got so many hours in a day, you're taking a lot of the time unfocused, just staring into your phone. That's one thing. A lot of the times people allow that to kind of generate the way they think, you know? Instead of getting up and going to do something you might not have if you had, let's say, a different... It's a hindrance. Yeah, not not really hindrance. If you had a different thought pattern as far as like, let's say, I don't go on my phone that much. If I go on my phone, I'm making a call or a text. With that being said, I would probably look at my phone a lot less than other people, and I would be more motivated to go out and see the world, see what I'm a learn what I'm gonna learn instead of just looking at what I'm gonna look at. Uh, learning is a choice. Mm-hmm. People get told stuff all day. If it don't register, it don't register. It's something that you want to resonate in your head so you keep it there. Yeah. A lot of stuff as far as like media and media outlets today, they become such a distraction that they're the focus. Mm. Instead of you focusing on your focus, you're focusing on them. Right. I mean, that's the same thing that goes with, you know, yeah, like you said, social media and everything, you know, um, I I feel like it's a lot of people that, you know, are trying to be, you know, they they trying to live the the social life instead of actually, you know, being a, a social person. Yeah, in the moment. Yeah, like being in the moment. And, you know, that's what this, you know, that's the whole situation where I, you know, I kind of feel like, you know, people need to get out more. People need to get off their phones or get off their tablets or whatever they on that's electronically wise and get back outside. We've been so disconnected since this COVID that we're so used to being on our phones. We're so used to being in the house and being introverts. Like if you go on a dating app, I promise you nine times out of ten every female or every male or you know trans or whatever they have on their you know bot in their bios i'm an introvert you're not an introvert you're not you're not you know we're not born to be introverts we're born to actually go out and explore yes granted it's some people that actually just likes to be indoors and just you know that's what they want to do and that and that's what they are but if you could just say if you just say that you're just an introvert and that's it 
you know, then you're basically stopping yourself from, you know, growing as a person, you know, you got to, you know, get back out there. Yes, I know that COVID is scary and that this new COVID thing that, that's, you know, came out or whatever is supposed to be COVID 2.0 or whatever, and it's supposed to be worse, you know, uh, it's scary. It, it, and it, but life is scary itself. And if you don't experience it, then you're going to go your whole life regretting it. So it's just, yeah, you know, but it's the same thing. It's just like, you know, but if you're not letting, if you're not being focused, if you're not trying to, you know, do something with yourself, it's a lot of people that's out here that just want to, you know, distract do, you, distract yeah, and, man. And, and do the normal things that they used to doing. Your phone is a distraction. You know, people could be distractions. Things like animals could be a distraction from whatever that you get, you know, trying to do. You know, I catch myself all the time being on my phone. And I'm supposed to be on, I'm supposed to be at work. You know, I get so distracted, so wrapped up in my phone. I be wanting somebody to text me back or somebody to call me, somebody to message me. But not thinking about that time that I done spent looking at my phone or paying attention to it. I could have probably had like, you know, whatever I had supposed to be doing, I would have probably had it done by now. So, yeah, it's just, it's like a mind game, yeah, you know? It is, it's definitely. A, it's, a, it's a true mind game. And it's like, you know, if you don't play the, if you don't play the game, you can never. You never exercise your mind properly. You never exercise. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy when you think about it. But definitely, I got to. I've been trying to look into new things as far as, you know, just empowerment and improving. Because it's not a lot of things like that that are distracting. Yeah. I mean, if it is, it's toxic. If if it's empowering and improving <laughs> yeah. and it's not, you know, it's, it's not what you should be focusing on, it's, it's truly it's toxic. It's definitely toxic, you know. Um there's it, a lot of stuff that's out here that's very toxic. It's not, it's not healthy. It's not healthy to be, you know, paying attention to. Uh, you know, I, I don't have my fair shares of doing that. You know, trying to, you know, look at, you know, ooh, this chick is fine and anything, and I'm supposed to be paying attention to the road. You know, might get into a car accident. You know, that that's just me not staying focused on what, you know, my goals is, or me trying to, or like. See, that's know, a big thing about it. Cause such a small distraction and a break of focus that needs not be distracted, it could be a catastrophe, man. Yeah. Like you just said, just yeah. looking, taking a glance at a text while you're driving. Yeah, it's the it, and that's what I'm saying. It can make or break every situation. If you don't pay attention to what's going on, it can make or break every situation. That's even like when you play, if you go to the you know to the casino, you playing cards. If you don't pay attention to every second of that game, you might break focus for two seconds. Somebody might slip a car or somebody might do something that you not, you didn't pay attention to. You have to pay attention. You have to be focused. Even besides casino gambling, focus and money situation is key. Yeah, because, you know. You do not want to slip up your focus playing around with money. You could lose. Not what you do. You could lose real bad. Real fast too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's bad. So, 
Oh. A lot to think about, too. Yeah, that's a lot to think about. Yeah. You know, everything we done talked about today, it, it's been, you know, you know, big key points, big things that we done talked about. You know, a lot of, you know, uh, uh, topics. topics and points that, you know, we done touched on. But um, we're going to uh, go ahead and get out of here. Um, hello, Detroit. My name is Devon. My name is Charles. My name is Delmar. And thanks for listening, everybody. Rate, subscribe, and share. Yep. Comment, like.